0: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile.
1: Welcome, everyone. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. And thanks for tuning us in and turning us on. I want to thank all of you all for listening to the show um, we have gotten some unprecedented responses. And, uh, wow, all I can say is thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you calling your friends and continuing to spread the word about what we're doing here. If you want to hear about how to thrive in your life, if you want to hear how to move beyond the obstacles, if you want to hear about how to get your life to be where you want it to be, that's what this show is about. From day one, it was my passion to do that. I never thought that I would be on the path that I'm on today, but then there are a lot of folks I interview, especially my guest today, that didn't think they'd be on the path that they're on today. While joining me today, Dr. Harvey Biggelson, this is a, this is a show I've been waiting to have. There's so much that I want to talk with him about, and he is one of these folks that expected his medical career to follow a traditional path. You know, but what is it that happens? What is it that happens to us along the way? Someone like Dr. Harvey, someone that was absolutely trained as an ophthalmologist, worked as a trauma surgeon in Vietnam, and completed a residency in in New Jersey, in Princeton. You know, how is it that we take the path that's been given to us and all of a sudden, we have a wake-up call. Well, today, if we fast forward and we look at his life, what, what we're going to find is not short of a, amazing. And this is an individual that has a very powerful message, and you're going to hear what his message is today. I've got in front of me one of his books, and the book is, is called Doctors Are More Harmful Than Germs. You're going to hear why in a minute. But when we take a look at his outstanding record, and what he has been able to do in the state of Arizona and uh, continues to do there, we, we have to ask ourselves the question, why doesn't the rest of the world know about this? What is it that's holding us back from optimal health and well-being? You know, what can we learn today in this show that's going to change your life or change the life of another? So if you're ready to take charge of your own health and learn about – the role surgery plays in causing disease, how inflammation both helps and hinders the healing process, and why you are sick, then this is the show for you. Dr. Biggleson. thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show.
2: I'm glad to be here, Dr. Pat.
1: Let's talk about, you know, let's just give people sort of a snapshot of, you know, your journey. And, and one of the things I love to do is I love to ask people, about the, some of the challenges and the obstacles that they've had to overcome. And, you know, the question then becomes, you know, what are some of the challenges, what are some of the obstacles that you have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment, to bring you to where you are today, to bring you to the place of having the powerful message you have today?
2: Well, there, there are a lot of them to overcome. You know, first of all, I, think I start off being what I call a Jewish doctor and a prince in Princeton, New Jersey, yeah, And that, you know, that's the highlight of everything. And I get there in a few years. Really, honestly, I'm so upset with the whole profession that um, I'm almost suicidal. You know, here I spent much of my life going for this, and I realize that my patients are never getting better. They're never getting better. All I'm doing is stopping things from happening. I'm, I'm doing surgery. I'm doing some chemicals on them. But they're never walking out better than they started walking in. It was very frustrating, you know in medical school, all you 're taught is disease care you 're not taught health care. I want people to really understand that. so what goes on Princeton? I was very, very discouraged until it was a psychic to turn me around he, he sent me to an m d that that uh, practiced uh, homeopathic medicine and and we used to laugh at that in medical school. Well, he started to do some uh, muscle testing on me, and I realized there were so many things involved with energy and that's it. It, it. it sort of clinked, and, and my life changed. I moved out of Princeton, and we just took a courage, and we moved to Arizona to study the work of Edgar Casey. We took an 80% cut, in income, started life all over again. Okay, and that was a big shock. As well, I, You,
1: you know, know, a big shock and a very interesting shock. I mean, you did this at a time where saying the word energy medicine was not very fast.
2: No, it, it, it blew me away. It stunned me. To me, as I tell people, I'm very avant-garde, but, you know, I'm from Missouri. You better prove something to me. Mm-hmm. And when I went to see this John Diamond, who's very, very well-known and some, read some great books uh, in New York, and he started to do some of the energy things on me, and I realized he, what he was talking about. Wait a second. This is a different way of looking at it. He would play music, you know, instruments. Certain instruments would weaken you. Certain would strengthen you. I was with him for six months, and I—I I, I'd weighed at that time 180. I was down to 140. If that's my normal weight: 140, 145. I was pre-diabetic. That was gone completely, and uh, within six months, that's it. I gave up everything. He taught me a whole different way to look at it, and it, it blew me out of the water. That started energy medicine. Then Edgar Casey, which I studied, really picked it up next. He just—I read everything that Casey had uh, in his readings. And he would talk about we have an energy body and a physical body, and you treat the energy body with energy and the physical body physically. This has been a law of my work since a lot of true people just use energy medicine. You got to combine the two. And Edgar Casey always talked about that every single reading he did. So a lot of my work, I work the energy body, and but I concentrate heavily on the physical body and why the physical body is obstructed. Why is it not functioning the way it should? If it functions in four or eight cylinders, you're the messiah. Most people are functioning at six, seven cylinders. Lyme disease is functioning about four or five cylinders. And that fatigue, there's no name for it, but it's basically the physical car is really weakened in functioning. And that's what I go find out and start to fix that car and make it function better in seven or eight cylinders.
1: Well, we're going to talk about that because some of the things you've just mentioned, most people, most doctors that you talk to would say you're wasting your time. There is no cure for those things, but we'll get back to that. Because one of the things you say is, in the book especially, which is really quite eye-opening, you talk about surgery, and I think this is a really good place to start. The reason I say that, Dr. Bill Wilson, is because uh, people are rushing to get under the knife today quicker than than they get to the grocery store. It's so scary. It is scary, and is it because we don't know what, what is behind that? And I would love for you to share what surgery does to the body.
2: Well, first of all, what's behind it is propaganda, okay? That's the mm-hmm. first thing. Insurance and pharmaceutical propagandists have dominated the whole industry. Okay, but let's really look at what surgery is. And remember, I'm a surgeon by trade. Yes, when yes. I went to school, I was taught the last thing you do is cut. Now doctors got a knife in their hand and they can't wait to cut because, frankly, there's, Medicare paid me a lot more money for doing cataract surgery 30 years ago than they do today. Mm. So doctors really are doing more surgeries. Now, what surgery is, if you look at it rationally, I've asked this many audiences, can anyone name the most injurious thing that can happen to a physical body? And people never think surgery. What surgery is, is a legal assault with a knife. If I take you behind seven eleven and I cut your appendix out because you don't need it and your uterus out because well that's we don't need that now, you'd really feel it. Just because it's done under an OR and sterile conditions, that uterus still knows it was chopped apart. That body knows it was entered with a knife. And when the knife comes out, even though they sew it up nicely, that's got to heal, A. B, that body was created by nature, God, whatever one. want. It's now cut apart and it's deformed. It's blocked. There's adhesions, there's scars. You never, ever come out better after surgery. It's an attack with a knife. Only crisis medicine, crisis surgery do I like. L- uh, things like the li- liposuctions? go to a spa and do that. That's barbaric cosmetology. You can't believe the amount of inflammation that created from those things. Doctors are inflaming Americans. Unbelievable.
1: And you know, this is really the message about this to people: to to you know have things be brought to the surface and be honest with people about what's happening. Um, you know, a lot of what you talk about in the book, and I'm so thrilled to have you on the show here today because so many people uh, are suffering from inflammation as you address in the book. And it's very difficult, as you point out, to find out what the, what the cause is. And I want to ask you, you know, how do we go from the, prices, uh, from, from the process of let me sew you up and take care of the symptom to let me find out what's actually wrong with you?
2: Well, you know, medicine is gone. Uh, they, they put everything into, into categories. This yeah. is a lie. Let's look at traditional medicine today. First of all, number one, in the state of California, there are five licensed health care professionals. There's MDs, there's DOs, uh, that, those are osteopaths, there's chiropractors, there's naturopathic physicians, and there are acupuncturists. So all as primary care, number one. Number two, the feds only pay for one of them, which is unconstitutional. Okay, that, that's unconstitutional an unconstitutional antitrust, we'll pay only for the MDs, because they're the experts. Okay, now, MDs are the only one that learn disease care. All the others learn health care. Okay, and, and if you look at, I've held this challenge out, and you can hold this challenge out to your, your listeners. Can anyone name one chronic disease in a hundred years? In two, in, in actually in 1910, the system we have today was taken over by Rockefeller who pushed the pharmaceutical industry and everything else lost their charters.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Since mm-hmm. 1910, if you break down to things into acute illnesses like pneumonias and stuff, chronic diseases, colitis, heart disease, etc. Has anyone found one cure in a hundred years for chronic disease? And the answer is none.
1: And that's why this is so important to have you on the show today, Dr. Biggelson. I want to tell all of you, we are going to talk about some things that most people won't talk about. They won't talk about them on on the radio, and they definitely are not talking about them in the doctor's office. Joining me today, I am so thrilled to have Dr. Harvey Biggleson. Doctors Are More Harmful Than Germs. It's a book that we are referring to, but there's much more to talk about here. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the causes of inflammation, good and bad inflammation, and can you reverse diseases such as Lyme disease, which is, by the way, it's at epidemic proportion right now. Can we do this? And more importantly, what is it that you should know? What are the questions that you need to ask yourself? What are the questions that you need to ask your doctor? Beyond all of that, today during the show – We're going to be talking about a special, what I think is incredible, blood analysis. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is talk radio to thrive by. And by the way, we've got Dr. Harvey Biggleson in the house. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
3: Or visit StressDetective.net. Are you tired or struggling to get to where you want to be in your life? Want some help getting to that next level? Hi, I'm Dr. Melody Ivory, personal growth expert and passionate champion of your complete success. I'm excited to give you powerful books, teas, and coaching to help you easily transform your life from the inside out. Now is the time to make your life sing. Visit MelodyIvory.com for free articles, poetry, and affirmations. That's MelodyIvory.com. Welcome
0: back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basilli. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basili.
1: And I really want to welcome all of you to call into that toll-free number today if there is a question or a comment uh, that you have. Most of you who are members of the Dr. Pat Show website, you have an instant message keypad that you know how to tap into to get your questions, get your comments for the show today. Uh, Dr. Harvey Biggleson is my very special guest. Before I go any further, I want to make sure you all know how to find out more about him. best way to do that is to go to his website, which is drbigelson.com, and I'm going to spell it, dot com. And if you can't find him there, go to the Dr. Pat Show website, drpatlive.com. We've got links all over the website so that you can find out more about him, his work, his book, and his message. Uh, Dr. Biggleson, thank you for joining us here today. That's a big conversation. It really is seriously important to me and my friends. And I want to open this segment just saying that about a year ago, a very dear friend of mine died unexpectedly from Lyme disease. As a matter of fact, she was one of the people that's in the movie Under Our Skin. Uh-oh. And that now opens up a bigger conversation that uh, I kind of talked about before we went to break. Uh, And I think a good place to start is to answer the question, you know, can we reverse these diseases and what role does inflammation play?
2: Well, that's a big one. Number one, I believe... I know. (laughs) Number one, I believe anything that can be created can be reversed. You just have to know and follow what happened. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's going on in medicine today is they don't know the cause of anything. They're looking for genes. They're looking for lightning striking you. Okay, they they don't know the cause. If you don't know the cause, you're never going to find a cure. So number one, you're going to have to understand that. Number two, the way you look at a person, this system, there's two ways to look at people going back to Pasteur's time. Pasteur said germs cause disease. His rival said no germs live in a diseased body. Pasteur said germs never change. His rival said, no, germs change and adapt to what's called the terrain. Now, everything in life changes. Trees change, animals change. Well, so does a germ. That germ theory, uh, Pasteur, on his deathbed, recants and says he's wrong, that the mm. germ is nothing and the terrain is everything. So I come back to terrain is like your physical body. The physical body, to me, again, is a physical body created by God, nature, whatever you want. It's a magnificent, magnificent machine. The arrogance of 20th century medicine to go in and say, oh, you don't need this or you don't need that, your appendix is, is worthless and we might as well get rid of it and stuff like that, is incredible arrogance. If you look at this perfect car and now you start to cut it up, what I look at Lyme disease is instead of this car running on eight cylinders, it's only running on five. If I can figure out what knocked the three cylinders off and start to get them open up again, Lyme disease disappears. The Lyme germ is only growing in the stagnant pond. Most commonly, it's surgeries because surgeries uh, really inflame the body. They scar it, it blocks fluids going through it. The body is constantly expanding, contracting. Surgeries block that. Other things, I have cases of patients, another big one is birth traumas and intraunar traumas. I've got several cases pulled up by terrible birth traumas and the head is jammed up and they're born with five cylinders, and people don't realize that. But basically, Lyme disease, you're running on five cylinders, why surgery the most common, and what's gone on in the past 20 years, surgery has become epidemic.
1: Well, let's just stop for a minute here and talk about this just for a second to give our listeners uh, an idea of how powerful your message is. Uh, and And we'll talk about the different surgeries, because right now, you know, you talk about the epidemic of Lyme disease. Look at how many women, young women, are getting C sections to have their children. Oh, it's disgusting. Uh, it's it's an it's a perfect example of what you referred to. Um, but here, here is kind of the conversation that I would love for you to comment on, even with something as Lyme disease. We're now following, you know, the the ridiculous. A situation that went on with the CDC board and what they say about Lyme disease. There is no chronic Lyme disease. There is no treatment for it. And yet you have people almost like when abortion was happening. You have people in the back rooms of doctors' offices trying to get some form of treatment, mostly antibiotics. Yet we have not reached out and looked at the natural community to say, wow, there may be another solution here why is that dr bigelson and does the and I, I refer to the natural community it's a whole range of people of course but what is stopping us from well, looking at of all, some of the all, we've been
2: brainwashed into one philosophy okay that basically all symptoms have to be stopped up traditional medicine does drugs and surgery to stop it up what alternative medicine does the same thing except instead of using a drug they will use a vitamin But they're using the same philosophy, and they're going after the germ. Mm -hmm. As long as you go after the germ, you will not fix the case. If I have a stagnant pond, germs will go in it, algae will go in it. The greatest American physician was Andrew Taylor Still, the founder of Osteopathy, who stated, disease cannot exist where there are no obstructions. We have fluid flows and electrical flows going around the body. If you have an obstruction, you get a stagnant pond. In the stagnant pond, the crap happens. Okay, that's basically what it is in the germs then, in the stagnant pond, will change size and shape. We call it stagnation and dysbiosis. They call it an infection. They'll treat it by treating an antibiotic, but the problem will come back because there's still stagnation. We break the stagnation due to scar, and the problem disappears. Okay, no. we treat, I get the body working in its best order, the body heals itself.
1: I mean, this sounds so... Correct. And let me just say what I mean by correct. It sounds so simple that you, you, I, I, Dr. Biggleson, you must be scratching your head. This must be like rolling a boulder uphill to get the attention of the people that really need to pay attention. It is,
2: it does. It drives me crazy. The more I've discovered on this, the simpler it is. And I really believe the concepts of the creation was simple. My first teacher told me, the more laws you have, the further away from God you're going. You know, so here we got healthcare bills with several thousand pages of laws. Mm-hmm. You know, the more laws you have, the further away from nature or God you're going. It's not that hard. You know, you're a car that's eight cylinders, but you've been operated on. There's a cylinder there, off there. The body is now trying to heal that operation because the inflammation that works great to heal is trapped. That's using up another cylinder. So you're getting 15 miles per gallon, and I'm getting 25. You're called Lyme disease. Well, that's the difference because your car is not working on those full cylinders.
1: Okay. So uh, in your process, I want to really get to this uh, because this is really, uh, I believe, the message that not only you have in your practice, that you have in whatever you teach, your books, there is a solution, And, and this is really the aha moment for so many people the solution is not going to be what folks think, and I would love for you to talk a little bit about what you've discovered and how you figure out what's going on in a body and how you know where to go to unclog it. If I could, it's
2: <laughs> unblock it. They're called disturbance fields, and we treat the disturbance. Unblock field. it. Okay, how do how do we do it? You know. What I do, to me, very, very important uh, philosophy is the structure of the body. There were three great, what I call, divine philosophies that have come through history. Acupuncture came out of Asia, which is the electrical circuitry. Homeopathy out of Europe, but not the remedies as much as the laws of homeopathy tell you how disease moves from less vital to more vital organs and there's a pattern to disease. And in the U.S., osteopathy. Okay, very, very, very important structure. There are five diaphragms in the body. The diaphragm that you know you breathe with. There's one in the pelvis. In the throat there's a diaphragm. There's two in the brain. The body, these diaphragms are constantly pumping. The body is constantly expanding and contracting. Okay, life is motion. When you stop the motion, death starts to happen. What I look at is first thing is, where is the physical body being blocked on the motion, uh, on the movements? Okay, what's stopping it from expanding and tracting? The most common thing is a surgical scar. That's the first thing you look at. And they'll tell you a story. You got 2005, you got Lyme disease. 2003, the hysterectomy or the C-section came. Right. Okay. And the first thing you do is find out where it is. And then we look, these scars are called disturbance fields. We treat those by what's called neurotherapy. These Germans have had this around for 50 years. And from when I treat that, now inflammation heals. You asked about inflammation. Inflammation is very, very, very important. It is the first step at healing. However, if a scar blocks it, now you got like a, like a wind up toy banging its head against a wall until it runs down. The inflammation is trapped. We go actually go in there, loosen up the scar and go at the base of the scar and release the inflammation. And now the body works on another cylinder or two, and everything gets up. It's a real key of how to handle that inflammation, and scars block it.
1: So go ahead. this is really, for many people listening to the show, um, it's figuring out where that source point is, you know, where that, you know, I for me, I can remember, I mean, I'm really clear about things, you know, in terms of, like you mentioned, C-section. You go and you have a C-section, three months later, you're sick. For me, it's like you go get the rotator cuff surgery, which was pretty dramatic. I mean, it wasn't just a little nip and tuck. They tell you it's going to be no
2: big deal, but it's still dramatic.
1: Well, well, you know, in my case, it was completely off. They had to slice open the bone, tuck it back in the bone, and that was a whole. That was, to me, that was pretty traumatic. It actually was the most painful thing I ever experienced. But you, you know, you think you go through these processes, and you don't think that's the cause. But then all of a sudden, six months later, things start to break down. I think that's what you're talking about, the breaking down of things.
2: You know, the operational knee is much better. But six months later, your whole life is 10% down, and Mm. you don't realize it. You're sleeping a little bit more. You're not as ambitious a little bit more. Things are fogged out a little bit more. But the knee is great. And the same thing, the shoulder may be good, but it could have thrown your neck off, it could have thrown your arm off, it could have thrown the whole breathing off, because the, the whole chest wall acts like a bellows on the heart. They could have thrown the bellows off and put more pressure on your circulation. So, you'll, six months down the line, you'll feel that knife attack. Okay? And that's what surgery is. If I can talk people out, out of elective surgeries, now there may be a couple that may do something, but, and if the knife goes into your body, you're just never the same.
1: And this is for many people listening to the show. I believe everyone listening can really, you know, point to that or attest to that. Whether it's a surgery, as Dr. Bill Liston said, that you had on your knee, or whether it was like a rotator cuff like I've had, or whether you've had a pacemaker put in, it's all the same thing. It's all that kind of surgery. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about disease as a process what that means, and we're going to talk about and share some stories with not only what Dr. Biggleson has discovered, but the results that he's getting and how he is getting it. Remember, the terrain is everything. The germ is nothing. Right from his book, Doctors Are More Harmful Than Germs. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And as I said before, if you want to find out more about my guest, Go to
4: drbiggleson.com. We'll be right back with the show, everybody. How would you like increased health and vitality? Would you like relief from acute or chronic health issues? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? Would you like relief from allergy, weight, and digestive issues? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural technique. Whether you seek relief from health issues or desire to live at your optimum health and vitality, contact reflex analysis is a profound method which detects imbalances at a subclinical level, restoring health issues before they arise while increasing vitality and longevity. Discover CRA.
5: Hi, I'm
3: Mary Jane Mack. Every day we're moving toward wellness or away from wellness. I'd like to be your partner in achieving your optimal health and well-being. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Reach your full potential and increase energy with the superfood of the Inca, Maca Magic. Maca naturally balances hormones, relieves symptoms of PMS, menopause, and erectile dysfunction. Maca increases energy, stamina, and endurance without caffeine. Visit macaroot.com. That's M-A-C-A root.com. Call 541-846-6222. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
4: Living your life to the max means that you can have everything you want. Empowerment Psychic, Linda Dickinson can show you where you're headed and teach you how to change your future. Linda will share with you the messages of those who have passed before you. For a private session, visit InMyFuture.com or call 800-206-9096. Listen to Linda Dickinson on The Dr. Pat Show. Call in and hear how you can be the producer, director, and lead in your life. Today is the day to start living your life to the max.
0: Welcome back to The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And it's really, it's really an honor to have Dr. Harvey Bigelson joining us here today. And you know, Dr. Harvey, of course, for many of you, uh, you're familiar with his work, studied with Edgar, Edgar Casey. But more importantly, you know, is on a mission. He's on a mission to heal people and to help the body heal itself. So Today, we're covering many, 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 many topics, but certainly, we're just scratching the surface. One of the books I have in front of me is called Doctors Are More Harmful Than Germs, and it is the book by Dr. Harvey and with Lisa Holler, and we're talking about um, what the body process is, what the healing process is, and what each and every one of us should know. Uh, so that we can make informed, intelligent decisions. Before the break, I said the terrain is everything, the germ is nothing. And that's right out of the book. And we're talking about the healing process. Uh, Dr. Biggleson. thank you again so much for joining us here today.
2: I'm enjoying this. This is a good show. Good, good questions.
1: Thank you. Um I, I want to get back to the question that everybody asks, and that is, you know, healing. What can I expect? And what role inflammation plays, because we touched upon inflammation a little bit, but right now what we're seeing in conventional medicine, if I could call it, is the diagnosis of inflammation and the prescription of something,
2: yeah, whether that's
1: steroids, IVs, whatever that is. But that's usually what we're seeing. Look at the inflammation level. Boom, way up there. Let's get you on Remicade. Let's get you on Prednisone. Right? right? Am I wrong? Right.
2: That, that's exactly what's going on. And what medicine does is the arrogance of it. If you think about this, okay, oh, the body's showing inflammation, we better cut that down. That means you've got a stupid body. The body's got to be done something stupid, therefore let's cut it down because we're smarter than the body. Okay. Oh, the inflammation is telling us something. What is it? now? What happens with inflammation? Inflammation, it's, uh, in acupuncture philosophy, there, there are five elements. Fire, air, water, earth, and metal. Inflammation is fire. Fire will dry out things, will, uh, will crack things. It, you hold water then to put the fire out. But if you have inflammation anyplace, from you had surgery up to your appendix, the inflammation is related in the platelets, you can see it all over the body. All over, all through the blood, you can see that it's all over the body. What happens now, the blood vessels start to get dry and crack. When the blood vessels try, crack, the platelets come to heal that, and then cholesterol comes to smoothen out. Cholesterol is very important in healing of the inflammation. Now, what goes on, doctors don't know the cause of inflammation. They don't realize that their surgical knife is the biggest cause. Even if they do realize that they ain't gonna tell you that. So, they're treating cholesterol. That's what the big multi-billion dollar thing is, go after the cholesterol, because that's part of the show.
1: Everybody knows the term. Uh, You know what I'm saying? We went from a term that was virtually unknown, right? Yes. Not too long ago, cholesterol, you'd be like, what? What does that mean? Now you have six years old, six year old kids that understand the term cholesterol. (laughs) I
2: think they do. That's so sickening, and because cholesterol, number one, the lower the cholesterol, the weaker the brain. Every genius has got a high cholesterol. Cholesterol is the most important thing for the brain, okay? So they're just calling it for heart disease, and they're lowering them. They Frankly, they're making morons out of our country. Um, I have a cholesterol that they wouldn't like at all, and my father lived to 96. His father lived to 104. Um, You know, i got a good longevity on this. I've had no questions or problems. They just don't understand what the story is. I want to come back to inflammation. Okay. Inflammation is a major show. If you break the skin, break the surface of anything, the body creates an inflammation to heal it. So inflammation is the way the body heals. That's the first step. But if the body can't get its ingredients to it because there's a scar, now it's again it's like the wind up toy that's it's running up against the wall and finally burns out. So they have found, for example, in heart disease everyone's got periodontal disease they're related over there. Maybe if you treated the periodontal disease, the heart disease would disappear. Inflammation in one spot affects all over the body, but it, it heals it, you cut your skin, it'll heal it, and it'll look like nice in a week or two. Into your body though, well, the scar may look a little decent, but they have made adhesions and inflammation all throughout the body, and the body can heal some of it, but a lot of it is blocked by all this connective tissue and scar tissue. So that weakens the body. The more the body, like again, eight cylinder car, you may have two or three cylinders just trying to clean up the inflammation, therefore you're getting 10, 12 miles to the gallon, and they diagnose you with Lyme disease. If you don't, if the body inflammation is taken care of, you're running on seven, eight cylinders, you're getting 25 to the gallon, and you're healthy as all health. That's what it, a lot of it is. The biggest cause of inflammation is a knife attack.
1: Mm. And it could be any number of a knife attacks, especially if you were a young kid. And you had periodontal disease. And back then, you know, I mean, you know, if you, we go back uh, in time, the way that people treated, whether it's periodontal disease or even knee surgery, you know, 30 years ago. I mean, if you had knee surgery at the age that I had knee surgery, that surgery is very different than what we do today. These are really quite invasive. But what I hear you saying is that whether it's that invasive or not, it still has an impact,
2: It still has an impact. What they're doing though is now more and more surgeries to correct it, okay That's what's going on. The amount of surgery they've done today is just an astronomical amount uh like some like i I said some unnecessary, but they're jumping at it way, way, way too fast. The average person with Lyme disease comes in to me three or four surgeries okay uh women, almost fifty percent of women after menopause don't have the uterus anymore because the doctors say you don't need it, it's only in your way. Uh, it's one of the reasons women are heavier than men mm-hmm. is because they've done hormonally they've messed them up and then they take out the uteruses and stuff like that uh, flippantly do that you don't need it well to me if the creator didn't think you needed it they would put a zipper on it and drop the damn thing out <laughs> uh, the nerve of you to go cut it out and then they go cut it out and they say well the appendix is only there because uh, it can only rupture the appendix means nothing so you get dumb creator put something that means nothing cut that out Cut the gallbladder out. They just do these things to make money. And they, if you don't understand what a gallbladder does or what appendix does, get the hell out of there.
1: Well, and I, you know, that's really kind. And we hear this all the time. Um, we have, uh, in, in a lot of ways, we have created a, a quite an interesting dynamic in in medicine right now. I mean, for those of us that, you know, live in a place where, um, the kind of treatments you're referring to are welcome, are honored, and in a lot of cases, uh, you know, insurance pays for them. But that's not the norm. Most of the country, that's not true. I wanted to ask you about uh, this, this dynamic between patient and doctor right now because I think it is probably the scariest thing of all. We've gotten to the place where we've even forgotten how to ask our doctors questions. We're afraid that if we say too much, We're not going to get treatment. That if we say the wrong thing, we're not going to get covered under insurance. You know, can you talk to that issue?
2: This it's so changed. First of all, a physician is a field of service. Now the physician is the arrogant person. Now you pay me money, and I sit down with you for an hour, and I'm giving you service. That's number one. Okay, physicians don't even listen to their patients anymore. They look at the tests. They don't listen to the symptoms. You get five minutes, maybe ten minutes of the guy. You get an hour with me. I'm going to figure out what the hell is going on. I'm going to treat you and watch your response and get to know all of that. Now, insurance companies, that's a whole other ballgame. Insurance companies, and what Obama did again, is illegal. Rockefeller in 1910 decides to put all the money into the pharmaceutical industry. At that time, there were five different professions. The last medical school to lose its charter was Flower Fifth Avenue in New York. Uh, became a medical school in the 1940s from a homeopathic school. Everything, the drug industry went up like crazy. The insurance industry went up like crazy. They dictate everything. This is totally, totally unconstitutional. And when they do it by lobbying, mm-hmm. they give all the money to the congressmen, to everything, and, and the lobbying, what went on with this health care plan, was absolutely atrocious. The insurance companies ruling the show now and I am going to tell you a story about how illegal the insurance companies are and what they did. In 1985, I got—I was—I uh, was very, very outspoken. Uh, I was on TV shows and stuff like that. Well, I got a random Medicare audit. Okay, one of three percent of physicians picked at random for an audit. They randomly picked 28 cases out of my 5,000 files. Now, these 28 cases all involved chelation therapy. Now, I never chelated a day in my life. I worked had a guy in my office that was, here's 28 cases. I had about 5,000 files. They picked those 28 out of 5,000. This wasn't a random pick. They looked at the codes that you checked off. There was 22 other chelation people that got hit with the same random code. At the end of the audit, they said, "You know, your procedures don't fit our codes. Why don't you code it this way?" They told me exactly how to code it. Three years later, they had grand jury hearings on fraudulent coding
1: on me. Oh my gosh! Okay, you know, insurance companies uh, are spying. Well, and you know, we hear stories like this everywhere. We have a caller. We have Tony calling in from Philadelphia. I'd, I'd love to take Tony's call. Tony, are you there?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I'm here.
1: Hey, how are you?
2: I'm doing well today. Hey, Thanks for the show. It's a great show. Uh, i got a question for the doctor. Uh, Dr. Mickelson. Yeah. Uh, I hear you talking about Lyme disease quite a bit here in surgery, but what if uh, you never had a surgery and you have Lyme disease? I'm going to take my question off the air. Well, the, the big thing is to figure out why are you only working on five cylinders. Surgeries could be mouth surgeries. It could be, uh, it could be uh, intrauterine traumas, birth traumas. So what sets that up? The mouth is the single most important structure in the body. Uh, you know, what do people consider surgeries? I've had people don't consider things like a vasectomy surgery. Yes, it is. So, the first thing I would look at is what's been damaged in your body. Now, we do structural work with osteopaths so we can feel it with systems that have been banged around. Uh, what's the mouth like? You know, and why are you working on five cylinders? Once we figure that out, we start to then get you working on six, seven, and eight cylinders. We can open up the body. But, you know, there's ways. What you can do is you can get in touch with me through my website, and I can actually look at the history and even do a blood slide on you and and tell you exactly what I think has gone on and why it's gone on. It should be there.
1: Okay, Tony, are you still there? I think Tony uh, got off so he could listen to it. Let's give people that information, um, Dr. Biggleson. the best way for them to contact you if they want to get a blood slide done, how they could find out more about it. Let's, uh, what's the best way for folks to do uh, that?
2: Just go to my website, uh, okay, drbigelson.com, and what we do is a uh, blood slide. We'll send out a kit. You do a pin stick, a finger stick. You, you wrap the slides up a certain way. It's really simple. You can okay. it back. And I'll get you the answer back, and I'll be able to see the things. I'll be able to see pictures in there. I'll be able to understand your blood, and then figure you out, and then come up with then a rational treatment program. Most of the time, we may need you may need to come out with me, but a lot of times I got good physicians around the country. Go see John Jones; he knows what we're doing. Have him talk to me, and we can get take, take things taken care of that way.
1: I love it. Let's take a short break. Tony, thank you so much for your call. Um, Those of you out there, we've got lots to talk about. When we come back, we're going to recap for you. We're going to talk a bit about what the invitation is, and we'll give you a recap of what you can do to make a a phenomenal assessment of your life, get some help, get some relief, and fire all those cylinders up. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
5: Are you tired of being overweight and nothing you try can get you to lose the weight and keep it off? What if there was a way to lose the weight that didn't involve dieting, buying other people's food, counting points, or having risky surgery? I'm Cheryl Manchester from Positive Changes Hypnosis to share some successes from people just like you. Janine Crosby lost 89 pounds in 10 months. Brenda Eckel lost 75 pounds and went from a size 22 to a size 8. She is completely free from her insulin for diabetes. Becky Miller lost 65 pounds and went from a size 18 to a 6. Bill Birdsong lost 105 pounds and a total of 14 inches off his waist. His pant size went from a 50 to a 36. Make a lasting change in your life. Call Positive Changes in Bellevue at 888 888- to schedule a free consultation. That number again is 888-311-7157.
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basili.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I mean, you know, we are talking about... Something that is so absolutely amazingly profound, and we're, we're covering about as much as that we can, um, but I do want to let all of you know that for more information, please go to Dr. Biggleson's website. It is D-R-B-I-G-E-L-S lots of information on the website information about pretty much about the process things we've talked about telephone numbers you can call the office uh his office number is 530 uh 4709251 uh you all are just sending just an array of instant messages dr bigelson i want to read you this instant message comment from one of our listeners okay yes Uh, This is a uh, New Jerseyite calling us, and this is what uh, she says. She says, he could not have said it any better. The arrogance of the doctors, they don't really even monitor drugs that you are taking. They just keep adding more pills. That doesn't even touch upon the surgery aspects. Let's just take it out, and then who cares about how you feel? Wow. That's very, it's
2: that simple that people don't see it. Doctors are killing people. The United States is the lowest industrialized country in the world in healthcare and in longevity. We rank 37th in the world in longevity. We don't have the best system. That's all lies. Mm. I mean, look at the French. They eat 5,000 calories at dinner. They smoke like fiends. They drink like fiends. They're yeah. in Israel's. They live 8 to 10 years longer than us and they have the best healthcare around. You it know, is kind of
1: interesting when we look at that, isn't it? Isn't
2: that it, interesting?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's fascinating. You know, and and this is really kind of you know the way you sum this up in the book. I mean, you say your life, your choice, your actions. I, I mean it I mean and you're right. And the first step of this for me is making sure that people are part of the conversation like we've done today. You know, what you've been able to do today on the show uh is get people interested in and involved in the conversation. That's the one thing I think in this country that we honor is our ability for the freedom to do that. Um, I wanted to ask you in this segment, and thank you for joining us here today. The hour has gone by so quickly. I wanted to ask you, where do we go from here? What is it that the book does say but perhaps doesn't say? What do our listeners really need to know from this point on?
2: Okay, a couple of things. Number one, you always need a second opinion on things, especially if they're talking about surgery. Only the MDs talk about surgery and realize what an MD is, okay? They haven't cured anything in a 100 years. So if you took your car to a mechanic and your transmission was bad and the mechanic never fixed the transmission's life, A, you wouldn't leave the car there, B, you're not going to listen to his expert advice either, okay? So let's assume a surgeon wants to cut your knee out. Well... Go to see the osteopath who knows how to work on the knee or the chiropractor and get an opinion from them, and maybe they can fix the knee. See, those professions learn how to fix things. The MDs don't. To me, I'm an MD. We learn disease care, and when we were kids, we only went when we were ill. Now you go for a checkup. And if you go for a checkup, they're going to do something because that's the way they make money. They will find something. If you only go when you're ill, that's one thing. Number two, I would certainly try to find a classical osteopath in your neighborhood, one that does just manipulation, maybe a naturopathic physician. My daughter, who's brilliant, as an acupuncturist. Find these people. They'll maintain your health. That's a big difference. MDs don't know how to maintain your health. And realize they give you these drugs. These drugs, all chemicals? There is no such thing as a side effect. They are direct effects. That means if you put that chemical in your mouth, you will have those effects. And now when the cardiologist gives you a chemical and the gastroenterologist gives you a chemical and the psychiatrist gives you a chemical, all these other things, all these negative side effects are causing problems. You know, the third leading cause of destiny in the United States are MDs. I did a show, uh, I saw a show on TV about two months ago that 27 people died from the swine flu last week. Do you know that 550 people are going to die today from
1: doctor's prescriptions? Well, I think that's what we don't know.
2: know. 200,000 That's
1: why, you know, that's why I love that you're sharing this with people because as, as amazingly connected we are, there are so many things that we just don't know. We either are not getting information or we're just in denial about asking.
2: We're getting propaganda, propaganda, propaganda through all the TV stuff, okay? And that's what it is. I mean, 700,000 people die from heart attacks a year, 500,000 people die from cancer a year, and 200,000 people die from doctor's prescriptions. 200,000? Look it up on the Internet. It's a piece of cake. Those are the statistics. And it's getting worse every year. That's part of why doctors are more harmful than germs. mm I had, we had a case, 90-something year old gal that had a hernia years ago and a little tiny, she needed a repair of something, herniated again, and the whole thing was about a 10-minute surgery. And she goes to the hospital and the nurse wants to know what medicine she's on and she says she's on none. Well, next thing new, five doctors were around her, examining her, hysterical. How come you're on no medicines? She said, that's why I'm 87 years old.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, what do we do? How can, and I want to just, you know, in, in, in closing here, I want to really address what you just said. Many people listening to the show are probably have parents or grandparents that are exactly in the situation we're, we're talking about, had some kind of surgery, now they're on 12 to 15 different medicines. They know intuitively that these medicines are not helping them, but they don't really know how to get out of it. I mean, and this is really makes me cry actually. This is so sad for me. It's, we have an aging population right now that are in the helpless and hopeless category. Yeah. And, and I, honestly, I really don't know the answer for them, but to watch them in pain and suffering after so much of what they've given, it's, it's heartbreaking.
2: The United States is last of all industrialized countries in healthcare and longevity. Look at that whole package of what we're doing. What I do is improve people's function, okay? MDs, everything is anti-this, anti-that. Antibiotic means anti-life, okay? It's anti-this to do this on this stupid body, anti-that, anti-inflammatory. And it's, what they're doing, it's very, very, very frightening. You know, when mm-hmm. I went to medical school, the top students were in medical school. Now it's changed. Only one out of every hundred students was, uh, there was 99 guys, one gal, because women were not going into higher education. Mm-hmm. Now 52% of medical students are uh, women, and it's not that men are smarter, but men like to run things, and you can't, as a doctor, be in control of your practice anymore. Insurance control it, everything control it, and men are dropping out of the business, and it's becoming more and more a categorized business, and uh, no more personal medicine anymore. It's going, on, it's going to the lowest level common denominator there is.
1: Well, th- I have to thank you for joining us here today because, you know, part of what we do, and this show is going to be replayed. It's going to be replayed in multiple countries. It's going to be, you know, just aired everywhere. And what I love about this is it opens the door for people like Tony and people like my New Jersey instant messenger to to ask the questions and to rise to a level of concern. And so thank you for joining us here today because there's much work to do here in this area. It's been fun. It's been great. And stay tuned. We're hoping that we can do part two with Dr. Biggleson for sure. You can go to his website, drbigelson.com, and for more information about the Dr. Pat Show and if you've missed any part of this show, Uh, We will have a rebroadcast at 8 o'clock tonight, and then the archives will be available on our website. Go to thedrpatshow.com or simply go to drpatlives.com. As you move forward, remember that there is a miracle, and that miracle is you. And based on what you've heard today, there are questions that you get to ask about your life and about what you choose to do. I hope that you've heard something here today that will give you the information that you need to be fully empowered. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show.
0: For listening to The Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Thursday for another dynamic hour of The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Vassili.